It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you today? I'm doing well, and yourself? Praise the Lord. Okay, very well. How, you doing fine? Yep. Busy day? It's, well, somewhat. Is your, uh, your car uh, air conditioner okay now? Um, partially. Partially. <laughs> I mean, it's running, but there's a different. Uh, it's uh, it's not quite co- complete. I just got home about a half hour ago. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, it's, I still have a couple more issues that I can't uh, mention now. It's being recorded, but um, with the uh, unit and with the uh, system, the air uh-huh. system, been going all day. Wow. Yep. Um. Nevertheless, um, it's almost time. We're a little early. Yes. I'm going to go on mute for one month, for two minutes, okay? Okay. I'm going to go on mute. El Shank? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was trying to choose something before this call started. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was trying to choose something down. Um, it's almost eight. Almost. Yes. And since the night is the night of the game, we'll see if uh, anybody comes on. Yes. We're having beautiful weather, aren't we? Oh, yes, we are. Very nice weather. Going to get some rain tonight, though, apparently. Oh, good. That means they're cool. I'm sorry. I said we can use the rain. Hey, man. For sure. It's not like they've had it down in Texas. Europe. Wow, what? Europe. 
Europe's having floods over there, too. Oh, really? What's going on in Texas? Yeah. What's going on in Texas? Texas is flooded, and uh, Europe's flooded also. Wow. I did not know. Yep. They they had a picture of the Eiffel Tower and high water around it. Oh, wow. Well, we thank the Lord uh, for the uh, round table. It's 8 o'clock, and uh, to God be the glory, we uh, certainly want to honor the Lord uh, tonight and acknowledge uh, his uh, faithfulness, uh, his love to us. And uh, we are going to ask that you would open up a prayer, please. Yes, sir. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather once again and hear what the Lord and whatever topics that come up, Lord, that we deal with them in a godly and forthright manner and that you would be glorified, that you would get the honor and praise, that you would be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Um, so tonight, right now, it's uh, just us. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, board. I don't know what they call. I don't know what they call this. Uh, I just call it the board. But um, I just want to uh, acknowledge the fact that I got a call from Sister Mason today, oh, and uh, their family is coming together, and the, and the medical staff has uh, mentioned to them that they need to make a decision concerning Brother Mason because uh, they can't. Her words, they can't keep reviving him. Uh-huh. So they're looking, you know, they're hoping for a miracle. I don't know if they've made a decision or not, but this is this afternoon. <coughs> but uh, he has not uh, had any uh, improvement. And I, you know, just want to pray for him on this call tonight. And also, um, <coughs> excuse me, Barbara Mason. I saw her uh, today in the hospital, and uh, she may be having some um, some surgery. Uh, nothing life-threatening, um, but uh, uh, she solicits prayer and want to pray for her um, also. And um, if some others get on the call, we'll uh, continue a discussion that we've had but if you don't mind, uh, could you uh, pray for Brother Mason and uh, Barbara? Isn't that the both of them, Mason, Brother Mason and Barbara Mason? Please. Okay. Dear Lord Jesus, we just come before you with these two people, Lord, that are in the hospital, Brother Mason and Brother yes. Mason, Lord. Lord, we just ask you to enter into their, their hospital rooms and be present with them, that you would guide and direct the doctor's hands, and that all care would be beneficial to them, and that they would get the necessary treatment to bring about the godly results that you wish to bring, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um... And I will keep um, the saints updated if I hear anything uh, definitive uh, concerning, you know, Brother Mason. 
Um, so I guess um, it's us again, and the call's been around um, um, pastors. I think we were discussing about pastors uh, one week. Yeah. And then for the last, uh, I think, one Thursday evening, we were talking about um, uh, Excuse me. We're talking about elders. Yes. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I really am not aware. Was yes, last week they were discussing about um, some term that's used uh, uh, amongst this generation. Something about finding your happy happy place in God. It's supposed to be a phrase that's used. Uh, uh, in this generation, and I suppose that the intent was to find uh, your place of joy or fulfillment in Christ. If, in fact, they were coming on the call tonight, I would uh, continue a, a short discussion on uh, elders. Uh, yes. Nobody's come on yet. I say, oh, five. Uh, from last night, where we were, all were discussing what um, do you, um, how would you sense or that an elder, what an elder should be? And also your comment about um has to be um, single. Could you elaborate on that? Well, uh, one of the qualifications that they talk about is that uh, a bishop, must be the husband of one wife. And uh, at the time, that was uh, probably necessary for a couple of good reasons. One, if uh, if you're, you're married, you know how important relationships are and that relationships uh, are... Uh, important to the benefit of society that uh, there would be a continuation of a family, that there would be generations upon generations that would give continuity to to the uh, civil affairs, but also would be important for the affairs of the church so that uh, the husband would be, uh, number one, he would be one who uh, could hold his tongue without uh, uh, striking out verbally to anybody, whether it be male or female, that he would be of good temperament, that he would be fit to... minister being spiritually mature that uh, he could uh, thus be uh, a person of some measure of uh, some measure of uh, 
stability, that he has stability in his life, and that he is one that would be uh, rooted and grounded in the scriptures so that uh, things things would be in, done in decency and in order, and uh, thereby being uh, beneficial to the church, that uh, he would be a man of maturity. I, I guess that's about all I've got to say there, I think. Uh, God bless you, um, uh, Dr. Shaw. I think she's just on uh, listening. Um, maybe, she, maybe she's on mute. Um, okay, uh, Shank, um what about the the singular, this part about being single? Um, well, Paul was single, and uh, he was a member of the Sanhedrin where uh, most, well, uh, I believe one of the qualifications of getting on the Sanhedrin would be that uh, you were married. However, Paul seems to have had sufficient uh, training and education, having sat at the feet of Gamaliel. Uh, he had sufficient uh, training and education to uh, demonstrate uh, maturity and uh, civility, and uh, that he he was. Uh, he was a solid person. He he, uh, he he was mature and he was steadfast and he was stable. And uh, those characteristics plus Gamaliel uh, having been his instructor, the uh, the rules were uh, were bent, I believe, to allow uh, Paul to uh, participate in the ministry of the Jews as well as the ministry of the church that Jesus had prepared him for and that he was able to get Paul's attention and have him enter into the ministry of the uh, church. So your uh, your implication then is not that all elders have to be single. It's just the fact that Paul was single. Right. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. Uh, we welcome you, Dr. Shaw. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me now? I, I didn't know it was on mute. Can yes, you hear, hear me? We hear you very well. How you How you been? How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Amen. It looks like you sent some of that weather uh, up this way. Yeah. Well, that's good. It came that way. I didn't do it, but I'm glad you got some. Amen. We um we we were discussing elders last night, and mm-hmm. um, we began to just talk about it briefly uh, here um, before you just came on the call. And uh, last week, uh, thank you for um, 
you know, sharing on the uh, uh, call, I um, we were driving, and um, what I heard, you know, sounded very good. And of course, I didn't I didn't go back and uh, listen to any recording, but uh, just want to tell you, thank you for, um, you know, just uh, your uh, diligence to. Uh, support uh, the round table and uh, discuss and whatever I appreciate that mm-hmm. but uh, we're but we're um we were talking about uh, what a biblical elder is and versus what an elder is um, today in the church any uh, thoughts on that um, not yet. I, I'm not sure what all was said, but, um, no, not yet. I think I'll wait for a few minutes. Okay. Um, um, we, um, we were in the, uh, book of, uh, Titus, mm-hmm. first chapter, where it says that, um, Paul, I'm paraphrasing, Paul sent Titus to Crete. To uh, you know, bring order where it's wanting, mm-hmm. and to to ordain elders in every place. Right. And um, then, I think the next verse or verse after that talks about the bishop. And I was saying that. Uh, um. Paralleling the fact that here Paul's talking about an elder, then he discusses a bishop. And so I was saying two things. I said, um, scripturally speaking, uh, in the time of Paul, time of Jesus, well, let's just say time of Paul, a bishop was not uh, what we say they are in the church. And an elder, by implication, because he talks about uh, a bishop, an elder can be, uh, uh, let me say it like this, all pastors are elders, all bishops are elders, scripturally speaking, because it speaks of uh, people that uh, had uh, spiritual authority, maturity, experience. Etc. in the church and um, in in one sense deacons are a type of an elder because they have uh, responsibility I'm speaking of uh, scripturally I'm not referring I'm not referring to our denominational or religious uh, uh, thoughts here so we were talking about elders we were talking about Titus chapter 1 and he says the bishop must be the husband of one wife. And um, I remember last night asking um, what a bishop is. And, of course, everybody today would say the bishop is somebody that uh, is an overseer that has churches under him. He's responsible for churches, et cetera, et cetera. And... Uh, in the Greek, the word bishop means to be an overseer. A bishop is an elder, but uh, not the idea that we have in the church today. And I'm going to say this, and um, we welcome those, whoever that is from Indiana. Yeah. 
Okay. Bless you. How are you? Good. And um, I want to say that our idea of what a bishop is and really our idea of what uh, some of the uh, ministry, uh, how the ministry titles function today uh, has been influenced by Catholicism. And um, um, even to the point that I believe that in the early church, the Lord uh, God, the Lord Jesus, never intended. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to use a sarcastic remark, for there to be a difference between church and state, or to be a difference between something called the laity and uh, 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 leadership, if you will. And so we, you know, all, a lot of the influence of how churches, uh, uh, churchiology uh, thinking occurs uh, happened because of uh, the influence of Catholicism as uh, Council of Nicaea, et cetera, Trent and whatever, as they influenced the thinking of uh, Christians back in the uh, uh, second, third century. So uh, anyway, the discussion is, I was talking out of Titus, chapter 1, where Paul says, I told Timothy to go and uh, establish order wherever it's wanting, ordain elders in every place. Then he talks about a bishop, and the I thought is, what is an elder uh, uh, slash, uh, if you will, what is a bishop? So anybody can discuss uh, this if they desire. Any thoughts? Well, coming back to that question, um, I'd like to uh, just say uh, you mentioned leadership, and I think the elders have a a leadership responsibility uh, to the church uh, in, in, in place of or in addition to or in assistance with the pastor or the bishop, I thought that they they take over some of the leadership roles or responsibilities in the church under a a biblical authority. I totally agree. But what I was was saying was that um, when he said... um, Uh, let me let me find Acts twenty and twenty. And when he um said go and ordain elders, those elders may have been pastors of the local assemblies or um uh in our in our thinking an elder is just like you said, supportive of some authority. But what I was saying was the elder could be the authority. Yes. The elder could be a uh, pastors. Pastors are elders. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this idea of bishop, um, I think, um, in the way we thought it out in the modern day church, it says an overseer, yes, but a pastor is an overseer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, let me just ask this question maybe a different way. Why does Paul, telling Titus to ordain elders in every 
place go on to uh, describe what a bishop should be? Why does he, I mean, the question is, does he change his thought? Does he go into the middle stream and then make a U-turn? Or is it one continuous thought, this elder, and then discussion about a bishop? Anybody want to share? Well, what, what I think is that Paul was trying to uh, put godly leadership in place, i.e. an elder. Uh, he he uh, said nothing about uh, installing bishops. Uh, right. And w- what Paul was concerned with was order in the local church. And that's plural churches because he he established many, many churches. I don't know how many, but it was quite a few. And they were they were in need of leadership. Now the one thing that uh, would strike me is that the the elders that would be installed by Timothy and Titus and Paul and Barnabas, they would probably be uh, from a Jewish background, from especially for the scriptures, because there were there were no Christian scriptures at the time that Paul was establishing these churches, and thereby they would need to be men who were well-versed in the Old Testament because that would have been all that they had at that point in time. And the epistles that Paul wrote were were thereby designed to give guidance and direction to the local churches so that they were receiving some direction that they had not received before. Uh, and Paul Paul was instrumental in establishing order in the uh, all the churches that he established and those that he came across uh, and the people that he came across, such as Priscilla and Aquila and uh, the... Uh, Paul's role was established with layers of, of leadership uh, being being established. Uh, the men that I spoke of before, and and then the uh, local elders that we we know a few, but we don't know all of them, and thereby we have our. Uh, Guidance for setting up leadership in the local churches. That's all I've got for that. I like that. It's very, very, very good. Very good. Anyone else? Well, I, I think you already hit it. Hit the nail on the head. They're all synonymous to the same order. I, I think um, it's a matter of when you're put in 
uh, in responsibility of overseeing. Now, you mentioned Titus, and, and Paul does speak of all, actually all three terms as you get down and even into Acts. But um, what is, it, it's a matter of the occurrence, too, that took place during that time. And when he called some to the elders, and then you got some bishops, and, and here you have some pastors, like when it mentions, uh, you know, it's mentioned in Ephesus. Uh, I mean, Ephesians um, 4 and 11. So it looks like everything is under the same old order. It's an overseeing of the church. It's a shepherd uh, type of uh, responsibility uh, teaching into the church. Uh, I I think they're all kind of um, synonymous to each other. It's a matter of the instant. And, you know, in one minute, you know, it's, it's the elders, and another minute it's the bishops, and another minute it's the pastors. So I think they're all under the same uh, category as far as their responsibilities are concerned. It's just a matter of, you know, the occurrence or what's happening at that time, I think. And, you know, I don't know, but that's, that's my thought. Amen. Uh, uh, Earl, you want to comment or? We know that the elder is a mature person, yes. right? Overseeing yes. the flock, you know, they they look at that. So, you know, in decision making situations, okay. So he has a strong okay. leadership ability. Yes. Any, anyone else? Some were sent by others, weren't they? And if that be the case, then they're going in the authority of the apostle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, you so, repeat, can, can you repeat that first statement again? Pardon me? Can you repeat the first statement again? I, I didn't hear you. May, would, you would you please uh, repeat the first statement again? If If you were sent by an apostle to do the work of an apostle that makes you an apostle for at least that moment with the authority of the apostle. Right. Right. Now, some keep that authority and can work under it, and others relinquish it because their tasks do not stay in that particular vein. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I don't want to cut you off. Uh, is there no, a, that's fine. I was, uh, we, we were discussing uh, the other day, uh, I mentioned about the doctrine of Nicolaitans and uh, uh, I think the Church of Pergamos uh, in the Book of Revelations. And I was saying that there was never the intention, uh, I don't believe, of having an hierarchical, hierarchical system. But yes, order, yes. But not the, Christ, the Catholicism-type scenario where you had the uh, bishops and, uh, and whatever and the uh, laity and them not being equal in, in a sense. Uh, and I was saying that this has influenced the uh, mindset of the church today where um, 
and I only say this because of the word bishop there in Titus and the thinking uh, today of uh, uh, the use of that title. But there's not supposed to be, um, you know, uh, one group having more power, if you will, than the other. They have more biblical or spiritual authority. <coughs> but um, I was saying that there should not have been um, um, this uh, difference. Uh, we're all servants, and uh, uh, this hierarchical system that is in the mindset of uh, came out of the third century that has plagued uh, the church, if you will. Uh, so all I'm saying is, out of Titus, uh, actually, uh, 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 Earl, um, I use this uh, verse in Titus chapter 1 um, on Saturday when we were talking to uh, uh, the group that came there for the launch of Pastor uh, Deborah, God, Debbie Godwin. And I said that, that uh, the apostle did sin. Titus to Crete, and so he had, uh, you know, that uh, spirit, that anointing upon him to go forth and to ordain, to establish, and et cetera, et cetera. And my original question was, well, twofold: what was an elder then, and why does Paul start to talk about a bishop after he told Titus to establish? ordain elders that was the original question why does he start to talk about a bishop and then once we discuss that what was a bishop at that time versus what a bishop is today in the christian church not the catholic church but in the christian church do you understand my uh, train of thought here or question yeah, I let me ask you this, uh, if you don't mind. I don't want to interrupt you. Um, in comparison to the elders and the bishops and the pastors, uh, going back to leadership authority, um, you know, I I still I look at it as a situation where they are all a part of the pastoral leadership in the, you know, I don't want to say secular church, but in the church that is more under religious boundaries, um, they are the ones who put hierarchy in there, and that was not supposed to be. Um, that's the difference in the church today as opposed to the church back at that time, or the, the, the time that was going on in Titus where Paul is, he doesn't differentiate between the three. Uh, he lays hold to, hold to the grounds that all three are responsible to the pastoral leadership. But in today's atmosphere, um, they do place the bishop in a higher level of hierarchy. Over, you know, the bishop is over the pastor or the bishop is over the elders and that the that wasn't what was scripture. I don't believe. I don't know. So, uh, can anybody? Um, um, I'm not saying that Dr. Shaw is right or wrong, but anybody want to respond to that? Because she just basically 
uh, stated in, in my words that the hierarchy should not be. And uh, this idea about the bishop, et cetera. What was a bishop, what was a bishop at the, during the time of, of uh, uh, the, in the first century? End of the first century, the beginning of the second century. What was a bishop? Anybody want to respond to what Dr. Shaw said? Well, everybody's quiet. <laughs> oh, uh, any of the Shank brothers, please. All right. Anyone? What were they? What, I'm saying, the question. What, what, what was their what was their function? To feed the flock. <clears throat> right, so what was their function then? And is it and is it the same now? Or has it or has it uh or has more been added to the responsibility? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just confusing everybody. Right. Are you asking if the bishop today is adding to his responsibility, which was originated as to feed the flock as a shepherd under the pastoral authority? I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really asking: Is the church system, the the ideology of, of spiritual leadership today, is it, is it the same as it was in the early church, or has it been influenced, and has it changed? We know that there is hierarchy. You know, we're talking about multiple things. And we, I, 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 you see, I understand order, and I understand spiritual authority. I understand that, you know, somebody's going to have to have the last say and so on and so forth. But all this, these questions came because Paul talked about going to ordain elders, and he starts talking about bishops. And I'm just simply asking, what was a bishop in that day? What was their function? Well, I believe believe that uh, uh, in Paul's time that Bishop would have been looked at as an overseer of of uh, a few churches, not necessarily uh, pastoring, but providing oversight uh, to the local churches that might be under them. I don't recall any specific direction uh, being being given, but I'm just supposing now, like today in the denominational churches, uh, bishops or presbyters or any any role of leadership above the local church, those people are are functioning as strictly overseers because when they become a bishop. They're, they no longer have a uh, church that they pastor. It's kind of like uh, 
the idea that uh, an apostle does not have to pastor a local church, but that they have oversight uh, over over an area. Uh, that's uh, that's what I I, I understand it to be. Okay. Earl, please, any comment? Um, it, it, uh, it, it looks like to me that the the uh, biblical model was for them to go out and straighten up uh, doctrinal issues and to establish churches that needed to be established to lay hands and, and give authority or uh, stir up the authority and gifts. Today, um, it seems like it has also included uh, returning to biblical models and trying to alleviate uh, the traditional stance that is non-functioning in the power of God. Yes. Yes. So, um, do you think our do you think our church system is following this? Do, do you think, for the most part, the church system as it is today is it following the biblical pattern of the first century? Some of them say they are, but they're not really close, and others are trying to. But they're getting bogged down in the politics of church. So you almost have to start from scratch. Yes. Okay. All right. So it's, it's fair enough, it's, it's um, safe enough to say, in one sense, Titus, that a bishop is an elder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that a pastor is an elder? Yes. Is it safe to say that a deacon is an elder? The responsibilities of a deacon are different from those of an elder. Uh, They have similar requirements on them as does an elder such as uh, having their household in order that there be no uh, riot or uh, untoward behavior in their households and that they uh, lead their household in a uh, godly and mature manner. Okay. This is my last question. So, so I. This is my last question. When we establish it, when uh, this is a general statement, just just a general statement. When we establish elders in churches today, do they have oversight for the most part, or not? It it kind of depends on the uh, ministry, the set ministry of the. Uh, 
house uh, some uh, some pastors use their elders to uh, perform uh, teaching and preaching but uh, they have no real authority they're they're teachers and preachers but they don't have any authority uh, it's not delegated uh, very often from the uh, head of the local assembly to uh, the elders that are uh, in place there. Uh, some then too, the one thing that is different in the local churches of today is that uh, there is. Uh, a difference between uh, elders in charge of churches and elders, uh, other elders. Uh, the, the primary elder is ordained usually, and the other elders may not be ordained. But when they become ordained, then they are uh, free to seek out uh their their own ministry. Yes. 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 And, and I I know uh, today there's a lot of terminology that um, people have uh, used to clarify elders. Uh, sometimes they mention them as governmental elders. Sometimes lay elders, and so on and so forth, depending on the uh, level of authority. And uh, like you said, depending on what church or ministry that they're under, but it seems to be, it seems to appear that in Scripture, elders had some kind of oversight or some kind of spiritual responsibility uh, in the church. And that's all I wanted to uh, say. And the way I got over here, somebody asked a couple of weeks ago, you know, what is an elder? Somebody asked that question, what is an elder? And I said that it depends on uh, uh, what church you go to, uh, what an elder is. And so uh, we have to always go to the model of Scripture and see uh, what Scripture has established, what the Holy Spirit has uh, written down for us as a model, an example. And uh, we need to uh, attempt to follow the biblical pattern. So that is, uh, you said, Earl, sir, mm-hmm. that uh, we may have the pattern and the power because some people are, as you said, trying to seek out the, uh, uh, my word, seek out the pattern, but they have no uh, power. There's no thing uh, in it. So um, any other uh, questions or comments tonight? Dr. Shaw, would you just give us a quick um, summarization of uh, what they shared, what you shared or shared last uh, uh, Thursday, please? Um, Yes. Uh, Last Thursday, we were talking about finding your happy place. And um, what I came up with was that we find our happy place in God 
uh, if we just abide by his word, and by doing so, I mean studying the word, getting into the word, putting the word in us, living by the word, and doing what he says by his promise through our faith and his grace, that when we apply that word in our lives, you know, he will bless us accordingly and bless us according to his plan that he has for us. It's already pre it's already pre established and predestined before we came here. There is a there is an ingredient in the blessings that will put us into that happy place. In order to do that though, you know, there are some conditions and things that we have to follow according to the word. Once we do that, you know, and, and some said that um, they find their happy place, you know, and I'm, I include it. In the mornings um, when you get up and you wake up with a song in your heart and you want to worship the Lord and you give him, you know, all the glory and, and, and lift him up and praise him, you know, uh, that, that, that's another way. And uh, that brings them into and brings the spirit into uh more of a profound position in your life when you can keep that in front of you. And um, so there were questions about how much time we put into the Bible and reading the Word, even reading. You know, how how long are you holding the remote in front of the TV versus how long are you reading the Bible? You know, and there were some other instances I brought up some questions for everybody to consider and think about, you know, because um, everybody's not always into the word, but, you know, the word you hid in your heart, you hide in your heart, uh, so that you don't sin against God and and different things. But the happy place, uh, uh, we all talked about the happy place in God and the happy places in the word. That's it. mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was that. Well, um, brothers and sisters, I learned something uh, last week from uh, Dr. Deneen uh, about this title, Finding Your Happy Place. Um, when she said that that's what they were going to talk about, it seemed rather strange to me, but I was uh, I learned that this was a phrase that's used, I was told, in uh, this generation. I've never heard of it. Um, so I knew what they were saying that they were talking about joy or fulfillment in God. So I, I guess I learned. I guess I got to keep up with uh, this, these phraseologies and these things that are uh, being used in the world today because that one, that phrase, that topic really threw me off because uh, my idea of happy is when things are going good, but I ain't always happy, excuse expression. But I understood it after I was explained what that meant. Nevertheless, uh, anyone else? Yeah, and um, to add to that, when we thought about what to call that subject, it was a matter that we did not want to bring forth negativity, but we wanted to bring positive out, you know, in a person to let them understand there are some things that can happen, you know, and, and it can cause you to feel depressed and things like that. But besides all of that, if, if you just Stay focused and, 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 you know, it's a thin line, but if you, you stay on the right path, you know, and God will direct your path, you know, you will get into that happy place. 
in spite all right. of what all right, all right. Well, thank you all for uh, just your uh, time. Uh, pray for us, and uh, we'll pray for you. I want to mention, uh, Dr. Shaw, um, that um, Brother Mason, his heart stopped breathing. Mm. You can tell I'm tired. Heart stopped breathing. I'm tired. His heart, his heart stopped, and he's on the machine. Oh, yeah. In uh, South Point Hospital. And today the family is supposed to come together to decide, you know, what is to be done. Because the medical staff said that they cannot continue to attempt to revive him. So um, please pray for uh, Sister uh, Mason and uh, certainly her husband and family. I don't know the status. Because I just got back in town at 7.30, so I don't know the status of what um, what occurred, what's going on. Um, God bless you all. Thank you all for um, listening. There will be a um, EMFI um, having a teleconference, uh, I believe it will be next week, uh, sometime uh, next week after um, um, Prophet uh, Christy Nickerson has this uh, meeting concerning the uh, conference so they can get some conference details out to uh, everybody. So um, please be on the lookout for a uh, teleconference call so uh, we can update everybody, see where we are and what's uh, being delayed because there are some things being delayed for whatever uh, reason. So uh, God bless you and thank you and I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Shaw, would you dismiss us in prayer? We come before you, first of all, with thanksgiving, Lord, for all that you have done for us and all things that you are going to do for us. We ask, Lord, that you bless each of us, Lord, bless our families. And uh, we ask that you touch and bless uh, the Mason family and bless Brother Mason, Lord. And we ask that you keep them, Lord, and, and and that we can touch and agree that we know it's your will, whatever you decide, Lord, we just, you know, want him to know that we're there for him and our prayers are going forward for him and his family. Continue to bless the MFI, Lord, as it continues to develop. We ask, Lord, that you bless the MFI, Lord, in its trans uh, mission. And we ask, Lord, that you bless each each member and, and each of those, Lord, who are serving you, Lord. We ask that you bless those who are directing and under your authority, Lord, that they be blessed in their homes and their families, Lord. Bless the health of each of, each of us, Lord. Continue to give us the strength that we need to continue to do your will. And we ask, Lord, that you keep us in our happy place, Lord, that you provide a way, Lord, that we continue to strive for best spiritual perfection. We ask, Lord, this day that you bless those coming and going, that they go home and those are at home, Lord, that you bless your existence for the next days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and God bless you. Thank you for your time and diligence. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.